Hey guys, Tom Shanklin here. Good to be with you today. I've got a message for you today I think will encourage you and uh, could be very, very meaningful in your life. We're going to talk about using wisdom in your speech. You know, what you say is so very, very important. The scripture says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and them that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. You know, you can control your destiny through your speech. But oftentimes through negative speech, hateful speech, uh, uncontrolled speech, we defeat ourselves and we bring strife and division and hurt to other people as well. So listen today. I believe it's going to help you. Praise God. Before we get into the message, just want to mention our website at shanklinministries.org. Please go over there and check it out. It's a good place also to connect with us and, and let us know if you're enjoying the videos and uh, we'd love to touch base with you there. So today we're going to be in um, the book of James in chapter 3 and uh, we'll begin in verse 1 and we're going to talk about the importance of the tongue and then we're going to talk about the heart because Jesus said out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. So what we're speaking is a reflection of what's in our heart and so we have to be very very careful about what's in our heart because Jesus also said take heed what you hear and if we spend a lot of time listening to people that are full of hate then we will also be full of hate and uh, evil communication corrupts good manners so have good manners learn to speak right learn to walk in love and it's going to help you a lot it's going you're going to be a blessing on the earth praise God so let's just pray Heavenly Father I thank you so much for my friends that are watching. I ask your blessing upon their lives. I pray that you'd help us as we share the word of God to bring light and life and not discouragement. We're not here to beat anybody down. We all need improvement. And uh, so we ask you to help us to improve and to grow uh, in the things that we think, the things that we have in our heart and the things that we speak. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Praise God. All right. So James chapter one or chapter three rather verse one says, "My brethren, be not many masters or teachers, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation." So you have a greater responsibility if you're teaching the word, if you're a pastor, a teacher, evangelist, to actually live the word. Uh, you're judged by a greater scrutiny, and so don't just jump into it. Amen. If you're called, that's great. But remember, you're responsible for the things that you teach to not only teach them, but to live them. And he says in verse 2, For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man and able to bridle the whole body. So <clears throat> the, the thing is, if you're a teacher or a pastor, then you talk a lot. <laughs> it's your job to talk, right? And so it's easy to offend. We have to be careful. And I know, uh, you know, in my own life, I've missed it many times and offended and said the wrong things. And so we need to really grow and develop in this and allow the Holy Spirit uh, to put a guard upon our mouth. Uh, David said, may um, the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable unto you, O Lord. And another place he says put a guard upon my lips so ask the Lord to uh, give you that 
guard, that sense of, whoa, don't say that. Just wait a second here. Let your, you know, let your uh, temper be cooled down and temper your words with love and say something that's going to be edifying and not destructive. So the, 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 what we say with our tongue is such a very, very important thing. In Proverbs chapter 12, verse 18, it says, There is that speaketh like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. You know, some people speak like the piercings of a sword. Uh, in fact, Jesus said that we should be so careful about what we say. Uh, in, um, in Matthew 5, 22, he says, But I say unto you, that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of judgment, and whoever shall say to his brother, Raka, which is an expression of, of anger or put down, shall be in danger of the council, and whoever shall say thou fool shall be in danger of hell fire. So, you know, we need to be careful about what we say. It's very, very important. Jesus compares evil speech and, and railing speech uh, to murder. And that's the whole context of that verse. It is a form of murder. Murders in, in their hearts when they speak evil words. Yeah, they're not, they don't necessarily have a gun or they're not using their fists, but they're attacking someone uh, with their words. And folks, we need to learn not to do that. We need to learn to walk in love. The Bible said we, we are to speak the truth in love. There are things, there are times when we need to correct uh, and we need to le let people know that what they're doing is wrong. But the Bible said we're to speak the truth in love and then that we will grow up. And I don't know about you, but if somebody is attacking me uh, and, and their heart is all wrong and all full of anger, I'm not going to receive what they say, even if it's correct. So if you want to help people learn to speak the truth in love, you know, the scripture in Timothy, he says, the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle to all men, apt to teach, patient, and meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If God peradventure uh, might give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. Well, what does that mean? It means be nice. You know, be nice. When you're talking to somebody about something they need to change, something that needs to be corrected, uh, do it in a nice way. Don't attack them because they'll never receive what you have to say. Praise God. And you know, I'm preaching to myself here because I know I was a pastor for many years and now I travel as an evangelist. And so I speak to a lot of people and you really need to learn uh, to temper your words so that you're helpful and that you're not a hindrance. Amen. So be sweet. Uh, let God's love fill your heart. Have compassion for those that are out of the way and, and let God's mercy flow f through you. You know, we're living in such a time of anger. Everybody's mad at one another. Everybody's offended at one another. And Jesus said that would be uh, a characteristic of the end times. Many will be offended and hate one another. And that's what we see. We see it in the political realm. We see it in other realms, educational realm. Uh, it's all about anger. It's all about being offended. And uh, God wants us to be different than the world. Amen. And uh, so we're not to follow the world's ways. We're to get our minds filled with the word of God, uh, not 
the uh, news of the day, amen, because today a lot of news is not really news. It's uh, opinion, and it's something that someone is using to manipulate you and control you and get you to think a certain way. And I tell you, uh, a lot of it's demonic, and you need to really take heed to what you're listening to and watching so that you can have that right spirit, so that out of your heart can flow um, the right kind of things. You know, later here in James, we're not going to read it, but it talks about out of the same fountain flows uh, bitter waters and sweet. It, it can't be, you know, because the bitter waters are going to defile the sweet. You know, you can't just go to church and worship God and tell him how great he is and love him and then walk out the door and start speaking evil about everybody, talking evil about this church and that church and this uh, political organization and this person and and just all negative, negative, negative. You know, it's polluting your will. Amen. And, uh, you know, if, if you have bitter, we're going to read here, if you have bitter envy and, and, and strife in your heart, glory not. So it's not right. Amen. And it needs to change. You need to let God begin to purify your heart and begin to speak words of life and words of love. Amen. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 18 says, There is that speaketh like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. Amen. If you're wise, you can speak words of health, words of life, words that will help people, words that will bless people, words that will change the world for the good and not for the evil. Uh, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 11 and 12 says, The mouth of a righteous man is a well of life. Amen. You want to be a well of life? Amen. You want to give life out of the inner resources of your being? You want to let the Spirit of God flow in such a way that people are healed when you speak to them? I mean, I've seen that in our meetings where people have been healed as we preach the Word. Amen. And that's what I want. I want that more and more and more. Amen. But I have to learn to control my speech and let the Holy Spirit, really let the Holy Spirit control uh, what I'm saying and what I'm doing. The next verse says, Hatred stirreth up strife, but love covers all sins. Amen. We need to learn to not be so critical, not be always slamming people, negative to people, uh, stirring up anger and hatred, because it's a work of the devil. It comes from hell, not from heaven. Amen. I think about uh, Adolf Hitler. You know, I've never, I don't know a word of German, but I've listened to recordings of Adolf Hitler and there's something very supernaturally evil uh, as he spoke to the people. And many people were moved and controlled. And he ended up, of course, uh, being responsible for six million Jews being uh, exterminated uh, through that evil regime. And, you know, we, we, not, we don't need to be moved by people like that. We don't need, need to be uh, under the sway of people who have hatred coming out of their mouth all the time. We are called to be a people of love. Amen. And we need to have enough discernment to know the difference between good and evil. That's part of maturity. Amen. And so I pray that that will be in your life and you will not be guided you know, by the principles of this world, but you'll be guided by the Lord and by his Holy Spirit. And you know, it's healthy. It's healthy for others. And it's healthy for you. 
And, you know, God wants you to be healthy. God wants you to be healthy spirit, soul, and body. But we need to speak well if we want to be healthy. Uh, <laughs> scripture in First uh, Peter, it's chapter 3, I'm not remembering the verse, but it says, uh, he that would love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking guile. So that's talking about perverse things. It's talking about speaking the wrong things. It's going to mess up your life. Amen. But if you speak good things, amen, it's going to bring blessing to others and bring, bring blessing to yourself. You know, I heard a story one time about a man and he was an older gentleman. He was in his 80s, I believe, close to 90. But he had supernaturally good health. I mean, he was a businessman. He was still working way into his 80s, even physical work. And uh, very strong and very healthy, supernaturally so. I mean, beyond what even, you know, uh, just beyond good health, but supernaturally good health. But one of the characteristics of this man was that he would refuse to speak evil of any person whatsoever. And there was another man in this town that, uh, you know, I think he had been in prison or he'd been away from the town. But anyway, he came back and he lived in that town. And every so often he would get drunk and he'd get in a fight and he'd cause trouble, he'd hurt people. And, you know, so he was really not well thought of in the town. They were always talking bad about this man and uh, speaking evil of this man, you know, and so forth, which, I mean, it was, the, you know, if you look at it logically, the man was definitely a problem. And so everybody would talk about how bad this guy was. And then, so this man was just, he had a lot of problems and he'd drink and he'd get angry and he's depressed. And so, uh, and and he was getting these fights and the police would arrest him and kind of over, and it was just a cycle, you know, over and over again. But one time he, he just got so mad, he was just going to, he was just going to kind of force the police to kill him. So he, he had a knife and, you know, the police came to arrest him and said, no, you're not going to arrest me this time. And so he had the knife in his hand. And so he, he pushed the issue to the point where the police, uh, sad to say, had to shoot the man and he died. And, you know, so then people in the town are saying, well, you know, this is good riddance. Finally got rid of this guy. He's such a problem in this town, you know, and now he's dead. And uh, so the old gentleman I was talking about that had the supernaturally good health, you know, he said, well, one thing about it, you know, old, what's his name? I don't remember the name of the man, but he says, he had a good smile. He had a nice smile. <laughs> so he found something good to say about this man. And I, I thought that was a very interesting story. You know, find something good to say about people. You know, the Bible said, love believes all things, you know, and we need to really walk in supernatural love if we want the supernatural in our life. If we want a good life and we want to see good days, uh, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from speaking guile. Okay, so now I want to go into uh, James chapter 3. Now down, we're going to skip through a bunch of verses. He talks, gives a lot of illustrations about about the tongue, how it uh, it guides your life and how powerful it is, which is kind of what we've been talking about. But now let's look at the 13th verse. It says, For who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Who's Who's a wise guy? Who's a wise Christian? Let him show out of a good conversation, that means manner of life, not only your speech, but your whole manner of life, his works with meekness of wisdom. So that's an interesting phrase, meekness of wisdom. 
So godly, here, first of all, we learn that godly wisdom, uh, it, there's a meekness about it. It's not, it doesn't say weakness. It says a meekness. In other words, a humility. Amen. Uh, you know, it's easy to be critical of people, but you know, you have your own faults too. Amen. And, and you, need, you need help as much as they do. So uh, be meek, be humble. Amen. Realize that, uh, but by the grace of God, you could be in the same position. And so be humble. And, um, and out of that humility and out of that wisdom, uh, you'll be able to operate in a righteous manner. But if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. All right. So if your heart is full of anger and full of strife, you're always criticizing people. You're criticizing the pastor. You're criticizing the people. You're, you know, and you're so right and they're so wrong. Uh, don't brag about that. You know, humble yourself and realize that you're not right in the way that you're thinking acting and what's in your heart because you know Jesus said out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh so if you're speaking perverse things it's because there's perverse things in your heart and uh, you know another another thing that Jesus said is take heed what you hear so don't be listening to a bunch of garbage that's filling your heart with anger and strife amen and not with the truth of God's word listen to God's word amen fill your heart with God's word not the commentary of this world, amen, that's all about making you angry and stirred up in the wrong way. And there's a lot of preachers that are on this, uh, on going down this avenue too. Uh, they are producing anger. You know, I heard this story about uh, James Robison. You may have heard him. He's, uh, I think he's on TV still, him and his wife. He's very sweet man, powerful man. But at one time, he would fill stadiums with people. And, you know, he said he was an angry preacher, you know, and people loved it. They thought he was anointed. Uh, he would he would stir up anger towards this group and that group and what's wrong with the society and they're causing us all these problems. And that was his ministry. And, you know, at the same time that he was doing that, he was full of the devil. He had uh, lust in his heart. And, uh, you know, he just shared that, you know, he really was not right with God. And so he repented, of course, and got on the right track and began to help people, began to speak good things instead of evil things. And he turned, he turned things around, you know, for the good. So there are angry preachers, folks, and don't listen to them. Amen? Don't listen to them. They, they want to stir you up to war. No, God doesn't want you to be stirred up for war. It wants you to be stirred up to love. Amen. We're so supposed to provoke one another to love and uh, to good works. Amen. And so uh, listen to preachers that speak good things and pray for us that we will continue to speak good things and speak the word of God instead of a bunch of nonsense that really comes from the world. Amen. So he says this now. He says, this wisdom, the wisdom that's all about bitter envying and strife. You know, some people think they're so clever because they can cut people down. They can call people names and so forth. He says, this wisdom descends not from above. This is not a heavenly anointing. This is something that comes from beneath. It's not from above, but it's earthly, sensual, and devilish. Three things, earthly, sensual, and devilish. It's of the earth, amen. It's sensual, 
and it's devilish. Interesting, the word sensual there is translated, and in some versions is translated natural. Uh, it's from the root of the word that's translated soul. And uh, one translation I was reading, the Warrell translation, uh, translates it soulish, soulish. So, you know, we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. The soul is the mind, the emotions. Of course, it's part of our inner being, okay, just like the spirit. But the spirit is the part of us that connects with God. And, you know, when you're born again, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, when you recognize that he died on the cross for your sins, that he was buried, he rose again, and you confess him as Lord, and then you become born again, your spirit is a part of you that comes to life that you're born again, you're a new creature in Christ. And that's, you're spiritually made alive. But you know, you still can be subject to this earthly, sensual, devilish stuff that comes from the devil. In other words, you have to control what's coming in, what's what's happening inside of you. And, and so, the, as I said there, the word that's translated in the King James, sensual, is also translated natural. In the Warrell translation, it's it's translated soulish. You know, there's a lot of soulish Christians, or there's a lot of people that are controlled by their soul rather than their spirit. See, because the spirit is the part of you that connects with God. And, and God is God is not giving people, Christians, or a lot of preachers, this wisdom that's all about strife and anger, I'm going to fight this, I'm going to fight this cause, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm angry, oh, I'm going to, not going to allow this to happen. It's, it's all pride, it's all selfishness and strife and envy. You know, God wants you to be sweet. God wants you to be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs making melody in your heart to the Lord. God wants you to be filled with love because the world needs the love of God. God wants you to have compassion for people. Amen. God doesn't want you to be uh, prejudiced and hateful towards other groups and other people and other churches and other religions. God wants you to love them. Have compassion on them. You know, the people that are away from Christ, have compassion upon them because they need the Lord. Amen. I've had some wonderful conversations with Muslim people and you know they don't believe like I did but you know criticizing and condemning them is not going to win them the Bible said he that wins souls is wise he that wins souls is wise we need to be wise if we want to win souls because the words that we speak can either attract people to Christ or can drive them away uh, and so we need to let we need to be like Jesus, you know, and minister to people out of love and compassion. They should feel the love of Christ when we talk to them. So he says, This wisdom descends not from above as earthly, sensual, or natural, or solar. So we're talking about godly wisdom versus natural wisdom. You see, it's different. Godly wisdom is different than natural wisdom. You know, it's interesting scripture in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3. Paul is talking to the church at Corinth. They were born again Christians. They, they had been saved. They even had gifts of the Spirit, by the way. But he was 
correcting them because of their carnality. They were following after this preacher. I like this preacher. I don't like that preacher. I like, you know, they were carnal. He called them carnal. In other words, they were fleshy. And, and, and in the third chapter, the third verse, he says, For ye are yet carnal, whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions. Are you not carnal and walk as men? So he's like, you know what the problem with you guys is? You act like men. In other words, if you're a Christian, you shouldn't act like everybody else. You're called to be different. You're called to be a people of love, amen, a people that uh, learn to get along and learn to be peacemakers, not to be destructive, you know. And so God wants you to learn these things, and God wants you to walk in the Spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Praise God. So, he says, earthly, sensual, devilish. This wisdom descends not from above, but is earthly. It comes from beneath. Sensual, it's even devilish. The devil gets involved in all this stuff. The devil's, <laughs> the devil's involved in the government, folks, big time. The, the devil's involved in the educational system. Amen. The devil is involved in uh, psychology. And sad to say, the devil's involved in the church too, way too often. Amen. Because we allow that lower nature to operate. That's why there's so much division and anger and splitting stuff in churches. You know, we need love in the church. Amen. So that when people come in, they can be healed. Amen. And they can be helped. Then he says, for where there's envying and strife is, there's confusion and every evil work. See, we need to get rid of the envying and strife and we need to get on the Jesus mode of thinking and operating and we won't have all this confusion and every evil work. That's where it comes from. But the wisdom that's from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated. Amen? It's not always fighting over everything. You know, we need to be submitted one to another. Amen? If somebody uh, is thinks differently about something than I do, you know, it doesn't mean we have to have a big fight. You know, I can state my opinion and, and we can talk it through and, you know, we can work things out and we can be easy to be entreated. You know, we can let the other guy have his way. You know, we don't always have to have our way about things. I'm not talking about being a doormat and letting somebody, you know, control your life or some evil thing like that. But I'm talking about, you know, hey, you know, if uh, if your friend wants to go take this route to get to the meeting and you want to take that one, well, just it's okay. Let him do Let him have his way once in a while, <laughs> you know, or your wife or your, you know, it's, it's this is really important in the area of of your relationship with your spouse. It's not about you having your way all the time. Amen. The Bible said, husbands, you're supposed to love your wife as Christ loved the church and uh you know, you're supposed to care about what she wants. And the same way wives submit yourself to your husband, you're supposed to care about what he wants. And so, you know, work it out. Love one another, be submitted one, one to another, and don't be in a big fight all the time. Come on. You know, it, we get life's too short. Uh, we need to let Christ control our thinking and rule in our hearts, and, and we need to just care about the other guy a, a little bit more than we do. Praise God. So the wisdom that's from above is first pure, okay? It's pure wisdom. It's peaceable. It's gentle and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits. 
without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now, there's a, a whole lot of teaching in there. You know, we're not supposed to be hypocritical. We're not supposed to prefer one or, over the other. We're supposed to have pure love and a pure heart and a pure flow of speech coming out of our mouth. And good things are going to happen. Amen. And so he says, and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them who make peace. See, we sow peace by the things that we say. And Jesus said, blessed are the peacemaker, for they shall be called the children of God. See, that's people will recognize you as a child of God if you're a peacemaker. Uh, are you a peacemaker? Are you following the path of peace? Are you trying to make peace? Or are you in the mode of creating division, hatred, anger? You know, what's what's... What's the mode of operation of your life? Is it being a peacemaker or is it something else? Uh, you know, Jesus said, they, people that shall know that you're my disciples if you have love towards one another, not if you have anger towards one another, if you're so mad at everyone. Uh, you know, be a lover, amen? Be filled with the love of God. Let it flow from your heart, amen? Have wisdom in your speech before you say something. Just wait a minute. <laughs> Just wait a minute. Is this edifying? He says we're supposed to speak the things that are edifying. Amen. And we're supposed to build one another up in that love. And speaking about, you know, blessed are the peacemaker, for they shall be called the children of God. The scripture says, they that are led by the Spirit, they are the children of God. So <clears throat> we're as we mature in Christ, we are to be peacemakers. Uh, we're to be led by the Holy Spirit, not the spirit of this world. And if we do, we're going to be successful. We're going to be blessed. We're going to help people and we're going to bring forth Christ's will in the earth. So this is an area that I want to encourage you to follow Christ in. If you have become uh, convicted during this message or mad or <laughs> whatever, you know, like the old preacher saying, first they're mad, then they're sad, then they're glad. It's, uh, sometimes you get mad, but uh, that's okay because then you'll get sad and realize, you know, I've been missing it. And then as you repent, you'll become glad. And Jesus said, he that follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And if you'll take heed to the things that we've shared today about using wisdom in your speech, you'll be glad amen and you'll have light and the darkness that's been controlling you and depressing you and and angering you and bringing you into frustration will flee away and you'll have that supernatural peace of God so let's just repent right now and just ask the Lord to forgive us of uh, speaking wrong having a critical spirit and ask him to help us to have love in our hearts but dear Father, just say these words. Just say, Dear Father, thank you for Jesus. I believe he died for me. I believe he rose again. And I thank you. Today I confess Jesus is my Lord. And I will follow him. And I choose to follow Jesus in the area of my speech. Father, I'm sorry for having a critical spirit negative spirit 
and following this world instead of you. Help me to be a person of love. Help me to speak words that bring life and bring healing. Help me to speak words that edify and bring blessing. Change my heart, Lord. Cleanse my heart, Lord, of evil. Cleanse my heart of strife. Help me to be different than this world, that the world may see Jesus. Praise the Lord. God bless you folks. Been good to be with you. Remember, check out our website. We'd love to hear from you. And we bless you in the name of Jesus.